This evening we'll be reading from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 2, as we are reminded of this great Christmas story and the true meaning of Christmas. And this morning, or this evening, uh, we have a very special guest reader of Scripture for you. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Linus crushed it, didn't he? Hey, let's pray together. Father, may each and every soul here tonight May we, each of us, hear good news that produces great joy. May each of us see clearly Jesus as our newborn reigning king for your glory and for the health and for the joy of your people, we pray. Amen. All right. And Charles Soltz's Christmas classic A Charlie Brown Christmas, which debuted in 1965, one month after I debuted. I hope you've seen it. Uh, So I don't remember that first debut. But anyway, and for all you millennials that are uh, worried of a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it now, it's too late. You're going to hear more about Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas is something we all can relate to, or many of us can relate to. Because probably like some of you, Charlie Brown found himself a bit depressed at the holiday season. Have you been there? Have the holidays rolled around? You think, ah, I just can't get the spirit. I just can't get happy. And Charlie Brown couldn't figure out why he just couldn't be happy. So he went and got some psychiatric help. It cost him five cents. Those were the days. That's gotten a lot more expensive, isn't it? But you get what you pay for. And Lucy tried to determine what was wrong with Charlie Brown. And she says, well, Charlie Brown, you must have some fears. And so she starts bombarding them with a lot of questions. Charlie Brown, are, are, are you, are you afraid of stairs? Are, are you afraid of responsibility? Are you afraid of cats? He keeps on hearing all these things. Eventually says, are you afraid of everything? And he eventually screams out and goes, that's it. I'm afraid of everything. But sadly, even identifying the fact that he has all these fears, it didn't alleviate the fears. It didn't make him feel any better. Well, Charlie Brown's best friend, Linus, he too apparently was harboring some fear too. Through the entire episode, the guy sucks his thumb the entire time. 
And although many of his friends kind of beg him to drop the security blanket, give up that security blanket, he just won't do it. Even when he was ridiculed by others, he just held on tightly to that security blanket that would hopefully cover over his fears and his anxiety and maybe his inadequacy. Can you relate to that? In a moment of desperation, Charlie Brown cries out, and you can see it. You could probably picture in that head back and just to see the mouth. Does anyone know the true meaning of Christmas? And Linus says, I got you, Charlie Brown. I got this. And as we saw, he walked on stage, he called for the lights, and he read the Christmas story. But something incredibly profound happened as he read the Christmas story. Did you see it? Something incredibly profound happened as he, as he heard the command that the angels gave to the shepherds, the command that God gives to us. Interestingly, the command that is most used in all of scripture. Anybody know what it is? Fear not. The biggest command in scripture. Fear not. Linus hears the words. He reads the words, fear not. And in the thrill of hope, For the first time, he drops his security blanket and he reads through this Christmas story. And then he'll say, that, Charlie Brown, is what Christmas is all about. Linus, with the thrill of hope and the fact that the hopes and fears and all the hopes and fears that he have are met in Christ, could drop his security blanket can find this transformation that Jesus is enough. The reality that the world offers nothing to us compared to Jesus. The world offers nothing that we should hold on to compared to Christ. Christ the Lord has come. Very also interesting is he came into the world in that that manger in Bethlehem. They wrapped him. The first thing they do, they wrap him in a security blanket. They wrap him in swaddling clothes to to protect him from this harsh and cruel and hard world. Well, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he didn't wear that security blanket forever. As a matter of fact, he would put it aside. He would put aside whatever the world would robe him. And he would wear instead our sin. That he would wear instead our shame. The hostility the brokenness of our brokenness. He would wear on the cross and so that we could forever wear his righteousness. That's the gospel story. That Jesus would come wrapped in swaddling clothes and that one day would be wrapped in the sin of man on the cross so that you and I don't have to hold any security blanket. That you and I could have the thrill of just great hope that we are robed and the righteousness of Christ. Fear not. Fear not. Pantophobia is the fear of nothing. And that is what God commands us. Fear not. Why? Because God is with us. Fear not. Why? Because God is for us. Fear not. Why? Because God has more for us. The first thing is this. Fear not. God is with us. Unto you A savior is born, verse 11 says. Emmanuel, God with us, has come. Fear not. You don't have to fear the dark. 
wherever you are, wherever you go, whatever you face, God is with us. Drop your security blanket and hold on to Christ. Don't fear the dark. God Almighty is with us. Second thing is this. Fear not. God is for us. For unto us a Savior. Such good news. A Savior is born. Not one who's just come to judge us. Not one who's just come to to discipline us. Not one who has come to drive fear more into us deeper and deeper. Jesus came to alleviate your fear and mine. He came to make sure that there was no separation between you and me and a holy God. We don't even have to fear death anymore because why he tasted it for us. He's conquered us, conquered death so that we could conquer and taste life. Our savior has come to cover all of our fears, to be that security blanket for us. The world can offer nothing what Jesus can offer. What are you holding on to? What what is that security blanket that you go to when things are tough? Hold on to just Jesus. If God is for us, and we know he is because he sent a savior to sinners like us. If God is for us, what or who can be against us? And lastly, fear not. God has more for us, more in store for us. No matter what you will open tonight or tomorrow morning, I know you, you will be longing for more. And it's not just because you and I are shallow and materialistic. We long for more because why? We were created for more. We were created for paradise. We were created for God. And whatever this world can offer to us, there's always a longing for more. And God says he's going to give us more. This is not the best life we will ever have. We're a people of God's people that live in between two glorious appearings of our God, Titus 2 tells us. The first appearing of God we celebrate is Christmas. That God would send his son to come and to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and so that we could be wrapped in his love and righteousness. But scripture says there's another day coming. Another day coming where our reigning victorious king, not as a baby, but as a mighty savior is going to come and is going to bring us to him. He's going to forever do away with sin. He's going to forever do away with death. He will forever do away with our tears and our, our cancer and our sorrow and our brokenness. That day is coming. And we know that it's a reality because that first day has come. We celebrate it tonight. But we still live saying, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, come back and rescue us. But fear not, he will come again. What fears are you holding on to tonight? What do you need to give to Christ? Embrace him alone. You know, the amazing thing about scripture is it tells us about this holy God. It reminds us of who we are. We're broken sinners. But God, throughout the story of the Bible, keeps telling us to come. And Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah says, come to me, all you who are thirsty. Is there anyone here who thirsts for more than what you have right now? Jesus himself in Matthew 11 would say, come to me, all you who are weary. Anyone weary tonight? Come to me, all you who are heavy burden, come and you will find rest. Interestingly, one of the songs we sing at Christmas, Oh, come all you faithful, This is another one of those lyrics that really struck me. 
It says this, O come all ye faithful, the joyful, faithful, joyful, and triumphant. How many people are coming with that? Come faithful, joyful, and triumphal. It's like, like, is there three of us who could come with that? But the reality of scripture is this. Come you who are thirsty. Come you who are weary. Come you who are burdened. Come you who are faithful. Come you who are joyful. Come you who are triumphant. Whoever you are, wherever you've been, God invites you to come and behold the newborn king as your newborn king. This evening, we're going to light our candles from the Christ candle. I'm going to ask the, the ushers to come and to join me as we do. And let's, as they come forward, let's sing. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the I didn't tell you guys I would make you stand up here and sing with me, did I? Make you come sing in church. You said, I'm going to light candles. Let me not stand up. But the reality is, is we light tonight from the Christ candle. Because God himself, Jesus, the word of God in flesh has come. He has come into our darkness. And the darkness did not overcome him. And the reality is, is he came as the light of the world. And he says, now to those of us who are in Christ. To those of us who have a relationship with him by God's grace through faith, that we are the light of the world. This is a tangible reminder of who we are in Christ. This is a reminder that we are to be the light of Christ to to our neighbors, to our families, and, and to our church. That we are to shine and shine brightly for him. So as you have this light, this candle being passed, Be mindful that the light of the world has come to shine in and through you. Amen.